0: Today, we're joined by John Menenez, CEO of Stratagem, which is an important channel partner for ThreatX in Canada. When I joined the cybersecurity industry 18 years ago, uh, he's literally the first partner I got to meet with in person. And happy to say, 18 years later, uh, we're still friends. And uh, he's been a major advocate for ThreatX. And I'm super excited to have him on the podcast today. So, John, good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Gene. Uh, you know, glad to be here. I, I hear you're doing phenomenally well with this podcast. so I'm so excited to be on with you, Jay.
0: Awesome. John, you know, our listeners, uh, many of them are still new to a cybersecurity, and uh, I think many people don't think about the whole VAR community, so the value-added reseller, and I know you've been making money and building multiple companies in there. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about Stratagem and a, a little bit about your business model? I know you were absolutely kicking butt. So uh, love for my, our listeners to learn more about what you're up to.
1: Wow. I, I love to chat about Stratagem. You know, I've been in the cybersecurity space uh, for almost 30 years now and uh, long before it was called cybersecurity. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of the, the old man in the business. So I've, so I've seen many iterations of cybersecurity and some of the challenges that enterprises are facing all the time. So when I started Stratagem in, in 2015, I wanted to look at, come at it from a, from a totally new angle. And, and the first thing we did was we wanted to be all in the cloud. We mm. didn't want to have anything on-prem. I, I thought the on-prem world was, was dissolving. And so what we decided to do, we decided to build everything in the cloud to integrate everything. So we were talking about integration and APIs in, in 2015. Being in this business for such a long time, I could see that enterprises, they, they buy a tool and they implement it, and they implement perhaps 50% of it, and then they run out and buy another tool. Right. And so, and so in, in many large organizations, you, you see they have like 25, 30 different security tools. They're not talking to each other, they're all siloed, and they are not delivering value for the for the enterprise. So when we decided to build strategy, we said we want to integrate everything. Mm-hmm. So we took a SIM and we integrated it with threat intelligence and we integrated it with uh, vulnerability management and we integrated it with AD. And so we could now look at all the data from a consolidated point of view. And when we started this in 2015, it was brand new. So in 2016, 2017, we had tremendous headwinds because people didn't think the cloud was uh, secure. People didn't want mm-hmm. to put their, their security in the cloud. So, But we persevered, and some early adopters came on with us and were very successful in the early years. And then, lo and behold, COVID hit. Mm. And when COVID hit in, in March of 2020, we had the most robust cybersecurity program for any enterprise because now... Everybody was working from home. Everybody was accessing applications in the cloud, and the so- solutions that we had were perfectly tailored to that. So right, it was just a phenomenal thing. And you know, now in 2023, you know, when I look back at it, you know, people look at me like I'm some sort of genius. But you know, it, it was <laughs> it wasn't any genius. It was just, you know, looking at what we had seen in the industry. And adjusting to it, and that's what Stratagem is now one of the leading. You know, that's why we refer to ourselves as the next generation. You know, I know that's an overused term, no. but we refer to us as the next generation managed security services provider.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, for our listeners that don't know, the acronym is MSSP, and uh, John's uh, firm, Stratagem, one of the leading providers in there. And uh, as you said, you took a stance, you saw an opportunity. And then, um, you know, team executed on it. And you had a couple of things, a couple of tailwinds with people going to the cloud a lot faster uh, than they probably normally would with COVID. But, uh, you know, again, having the pleasure of working with you and your team, you know, just a great culture, a lot of great people on the teams, super smart. And uh we're doing lots of business in Canada and the U.S. today. So for our listeners that, you know, are thinking about, Careers in cybersecurity, many are focused on big corporate fifty clients saying, "Hey, I want to get a job there," or you know, major military contractors. But it's like there are hundreds of uh, you No, know, There's thousands of vendors, six thousand vendors, and then the MSSP space and the VAR community. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. So people, if they open up their aperture, uh, there's great opportunities for you know a cool startup like yours that's uh, growing fast. In spite of you know all the downtrodden news that we get, you know you got Stratagem absolutely kicking butt. So you know I think we talked a little about your journey in terms of Stratagem, but you would mentioned you've been in for thirty years. But how'd you get here in the first place? Where'd you start at the beginning?
1: I was a lowly network engineer, so I was installing networks in ninety one or late ninety, and uh, I was helping large enterprises migrate from SNA. So many of your listeners probably don't know what SNA is. Right. But you know, but SNA was a was a protocol of choice that all the large financial institutions that were working with IBM were all looking at SNA. And then we were starting to implement this new protocol called IP. And so I was one of those engineers who installing routers way back when and I could do the IP addressing and subnet masking in my head. Right. <laughs> I didn't have a little calculator there for so I was very much into, into networks and the networks started, IP started to transform. I remember meeting with the vice president at a large bank here in Canada in 93. And I said, you know, we'd like to have put IP routers in all your branches. And he looked at me and very seriously said, John, we will never have IP in our branches. <laughs> So we have so so then you started to get to IP and then uh, you know the the web came about and people were yeah. looking at the web and we were selling firewalls in '94 and the messaging to our customers was hey buy a firewall and you're going to be secure right and then many customers would say to us you know we don't let our users go to the internet because uh, you know it's against corporate policy and then we say no no you have to have firewalls. So that was the start of this yeah. journey. You know, it was it was all about prevention, you know, right. put in a firewall and you're secure. You don't need to do anything else. Yeah. And then we had IDS and then we had IPS and then vulnerability management. And just over the years, you know, the tools started to increase and the number of tools and the number of challenges you had. And now fast forward to 2023, we don't talk about prevention anymore. Unless you have ThreatX as a, as a <laughs> web application firewall that's preventing these attacks from happening. But the vast, when we're selling tools now, we're not talking pre- prevention anymore. We're yeah. talking about risk mitigation. We're talking right. how can we reduce your risk? So the thinking has also changed, you know, and every customer that buys our service says, John, will we get breached? I said, the, the short answer is yes. Yeah. The question becomes is once you get breached, what do you do about it? Exactly. And How, to, how quickly yeah. can you recover and, and how can you mitigate against that? So that's been the journey. So I'm a, I'm a techie at heart.
0: Yeah. I'm a techie oh, at that's heart. That's awesome. Well, you're also a, a very successful entrepreneur, so I think that combination and that's uh, another you know, words of encouragement for those that are maybe working for a large company or working for a company and don't enjoy it. Those skills of your technical knowledge and some entrepreneurial risk can turn into a, a quite successful long-term journey. So I, you know, always again consider your friend, but also admire all the success that you've had in business for sure.
1: That's great. I appreciate that, Jade.
0: Awesome. So. When you guys are looking for uh, entry-level positions or junior-level positions at Stratagem, kind of what are you looking for? And I say the question because we talk about these 3.4 million jobs open, and yet when we post a entry-level position, I think we got, last I heard on a position we posted last week, like 4,300 applicants, which says to me, like, yeah, there's a mass of open positions, but yet... There's 4,000 people applying for an entry-level position for a fairly early-stage company. So I'm just wondering, when you look at it, what are you and your team looking for for entry-level people and, and junior people?
1: So this has been one of our biggest problems, okay? And it's been a problem for the last seven years that we've in business trying to find qualified people. And mm-hmm. we've tried to bring in qualified people with many years of experience. We've tried to bring in, you know, interns that are coming out of universities or coming out of colleges, and we've not had great success. Hmm. So what we did here in Mississauga is, uh, I decided to put my money where my mouth is.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, the Mississauga so, Cybersecurity Forum, that's a great so, uh, segue. So
1: we invested, uh, we donated half a million dollars to I Sheridan know. College, Wow. Uh, which is here in Mississauga. And when I met with the vice chancellor, and she said, you know, you're making this donation, and she says, do you want to put your name on some building, some room, <laughs> some something? Right. I said to her, I said, Madam Vice Chancellor, I don't want my name on any building. What I do want is to influence your cybersecurity program. And she said, what do you mean by that? I said, because when somebody graduates from your school and has a bachelor's in cybersecurity, when they come to work for me, they only know 20% of what I need them to know. Mm. I said, and what I need you to do is I need these students to be at least 50% of what I need to know. What I'd like to do is I'd like to work with your program developers and look at how can we develop a better cybersecurity program so that we can meet the challenges of mm-hmm. private enterprise? That you know we need these talents. What do, what do we mm-hmm. what can we do? So that is kind of what we're doing. So we're working very very closely with Sheridan College now to figure out how we're going to do it. But these are but these are little steps. You know, it's going to deliver value in the next two to five years. Okay, right. nothing nothing's going to happen for me today. So So, when I'm looking to hire, hire students, we're looking to see if you have some technical background, you know, so, you know, Windows, you know, Windows servers, you know, Cisco routers and switches. You have some technical background. And the most important skill we're looking for, are you committed and are you willing to learn? Yep. Because when, when people come in and work for me, you're drinking from a fire hose. And so for the last few years, sometimes I feel like I'm the training institute because we we bring in these fresh grads, we train them in six and eight months, and then people come and say, you know what, I found this fantastic job somewhere else, and off they go. And, you know, I look at that as a badge of honor, okay? So I, I I know, you know, I, I love people to learn, and I keep forcing people to learn. So Stratagem is investing in certifications, in general knowledge, in education, because we believe that our value proposition to our customers is having a workforce that is knowledgeable and has the expertise and Mm -hmm. if we can't find it we'll develop it but we have developed uh, we have developed some amazing talent Mm -hmm. all i'm looking for is you have some technical background you have some you understand what a windows server is you understand what a log is you know
0: right
1: understand what an api is Mm -hmm. and if you can understand that we can teach you the rest so you know 80% of of the people we hire are fairly good but some of some of people you know they don't want to learn this yearning okay. to learn is not there they don't do very well with us but if but if they come into the business with some basic computer knowledge and expertise then that's fantastic and then there's a whole new world opening up, which it does not require technical skills. Which is the threat intelligence space. Mm. You know, when you're looking at threat intelligence and the dark web and the deep web, there's a whole there's a whole segment within our cybersecurity business that doesn't require you to have a bachelor's degree in in computer science or a Windows certification. It just requires you to have a good understanding of the broad strokes of cybersecurity and threat intelligence. You know, what is threat intelligence? You know? So. So scarring the dark web, the deep web, finding in- interesting information about our customers, chatter on the network, stuff like that. So it's a whole new area of cybersecurity over the last two years that doesn't really require you to be a technical guru, which has been the traditional approach of cybersecurity. You have to be a technical guru to be in cybersecurity. Right. Because you want to be a hacker. I think that that's transitioning now as we move into, into threat intelligence. We don't need those deep technical skills that you traditionally would have. Or it would require from new people.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's well said, John. And I, we talk about cybersecurity. it's so dynamic? It's not for everybody. Like there are certain people that want repetition, just want to get really good at a particular skill set, and know that the formula doesn't change. You just keep doing the formula, and that's simply not security, right? Cybersecurity it's us as vendors and service providers, there's corporations and governments that are trying to protect themselves and the adversary. So you've got these three camps that are always two in unison and one against the adversary, but the formula constantly changes. So if you're not into continuous education and that curiosity that drives it, we're not the industry for you. And I'm like you, I love change. Like I I always say the hardest job for me was when I sold, uh, well, we as a team sold uh, Resilient, uh, which was a sore platform to IBM, because after two and a half years, it was like, you know, the, the business was growing well, but it, I felt like I was just getting two to 5% improvement out of my team or anything I did. And it's like, no, I, I can't work in that environment. And, and cyber, especially, you know, smaller companies like ours, it's so dynamic that if you're energized by it, it's a lot of fun. But if you're looking for repetition, and or you're not a learned person, a continuous learned person, no matter what your age is, run from this industry, find something else to do, because you'll be in a world of hurt and pain and not enjoy that journey. So I think that's well said. And uh, the Mississauga uh, Cybersecurity Forum sounds like an awesome opportunity for the college that you've invested a half a million dollars in. And I hope we're able to do that soon. And I hope many of us that are reaping the rich rewards of this industry, uh, think about ways to give back because we all definitely have to do that. That's great. Awesome. Well, John, thank you very much, uh, your dear friend and a great partner uh, to me personally and to ThreadX. And I, I just can't thank you enough for that. As a reminder to our listeners to up their cybersecurity skills, you can get one year free of content from our cybersecurity training portal, ThreadX Academy with the code Podcast. ThreadX Academy covers a wide variety of cybersecurity topics. Uh, You can learn more by visiting academy.threadx.com. And if you want to learn more about API and application security, please visit our website, threadx.com, and also visit stratagem.com to learn more about John's awesome business and all the great opportunities they have going on up in uh canada john thank you very much uh have an awesome day it's a friday it's 80 degrees in boston and in, in april so we're gonna definitely enjoy today and uh thank you very
1: much thanks very much gene and wish you great luck with ThreadX.
0: thank you